is intended for adult audiences and does contain some explicit content. So if you are not an adult, please make sure your parents do not know you are listening to this and do not repeat anything you hear on this show in front of them. Also a reminder that even if you fight recklessly, please remember to drink responsibly. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get to the show. Welcome to MMA on the Rocks. My name is Bill Welker. You are listening to episode 158 of the podcast. Today is Sunday, September 22nd. We are coming off of UFC Fight Night 159 from Mexico City Arena in Mexico City. You guessed it, Mexico. And if you're watching us live here on YouTube, you may be wondering, where is Jeff the Animal Wilson? Well, he's feeling a little under the weather. He had to take care of some stuff. He might be having some soup to make himself feel better. But in the meantime, I've got a great surprise for you guys. Longtime friend of the show, professional MMA fighter, and now I can say Invicta fighter. I can officially say this, right? Yep. The Southpaw Outlaw, Serena De Jesus. Serena, thanks for joining us today. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I got all my workout clothes on. I was thinking I was going to jog a little bit, but I'm going to do that after the show, get my miles in. It's hard to have that motivation to run. I have to imagine there's like a hot guy holding the box of donuts at the finish line or, you know, the police are chasing me. Either or works. So I got two ways of motivating myself. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't eat donuts. Hot guys don't do much for me. And um, I don't leave my house too much. So there's no reason for the police to chase me much. But uh, <laughs> I can uh, completely understand. Now, we have some exciting news for you. So I alluded to it, of course. You've been signed by Invicta. Yes. This is official. I can announce this. This is public knowledge. We can say this on the internet. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I'm signed to a multi-fight contract. I mean, it's, this is not just a one-off like, hey, you're fighting for, you know, maybe we'll have you on one fight in the near future. No, this is a multi-fight contract. So this is huge for me. I went bananas when that happened. I'm like running in the house crying and shit everyone thought i had a psychotic break finally and they're like oh finally it's happened it's like no i just got signed with victus so well rightfully <laughs> so i mean this is something that's definitely worthy of being excited about uh, this is the premier women's mma fight organization in the world uh if you're asking me but you know what do i know so how did this come together because i know that you appeared at a live event. Was this like already in the works when you went there or did it kind of um, culminate while you were there? Uh, tell us how this kind of came together for you. Um, I don't think me being at any of the live events really had anything to do with it because I've been going to the live events for years, even since mm -hmm. my buddy Roxy was, um, you know, in, in Invicta. So I don't think that had really anything to go for, you know, went for me. But um, all I know is I think, you know, I think really it's my coach who had a big hand in it, Coach John Wood. Um, I know he was talking to Shannon Knapp a bit about me and everything. So um, it just all came together. I'm really happy it all came together. And um, I've been busting my butt off. So just hoping for a fight. I had a – I was going to take a short notice one in Canada um, in August last month. But um, it fell through, and then I got annoyed. And now we're back, now we're back you know, hoping for another fight. And – We'll see. I mean, I highly doubt Invicta signed me just for me to wait around. So I'm excited. I'm pretending like I'm in the fight game. I'm throwing money 
into into my trading like Mayweather throws money in the strip club. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the way to be. I think a lot of people don't really understand uh, you know, everybody says hard work and sacrifices and things like that, but I don't think people understand the uh the financial woes that come along with with having a fight camp. You know, you've got to pay coaches, you've got to have proper nutrition, you've got to have mm -hmm you know, uh, equipment, you got to make sure your equipment's not falling apart. Sometimes there's travel involved. You got to go travel to see your coaches. Um, and, and if you're, you, you can't exactly do all these things and do them properly at the level you're competing at and also have like a job, you know, you got to be fully committed to this. I think so. A mm -hmm. lot of people see the punches and the kicks and the takedowns and they think, Oh wow, that looks really cool, but they don't see, all the behind the scenes stuff. So um, we got to get you some sponsorships here. Please. And thank you. I mean, it, after my last fight, you know, I had a bit of sponsors, but um, a lot fell off the budget after my uh, injury, which was really disheartening. It's just like, look, I understand if things get rough and you can talk to me, but the lack of loyalty I saw, I got from some people was, it hurt. It, it fucking hurt. It's just like, dude, mm -hmm. it's, it's when the autistic individual such as myself can make words and explain something, but you just go basically ghost me. It's not okay mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. It's just not okay. Yeah. The, um, the fight business can be ruthless in a lot of ways. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we saw a lot of that last night. We saw a lot of that coming from the fans. We saw Jesus a lot of that coming from Christ. the fighters <laughs> Um, before we get into that though, I, I don't want to get too far off track here. Um, so if, if I'm a business owner in the mixed martial arts industry, I'm going to want my logo and my likeness, uh, made available to people who consume Invicta. So mm -hmm. if you're a listener of this show and you've got a, a company or a business that you work for, or you own, uh, you got to reach out to the Southpaw Outlaw and get your logo on some Invicta banners here. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what their uh, sponsorship policies are. If they can be, can they be like on your, on your fight kit, on your shorts, uh, on a yeah, banner? Tell, be, tell us the deal here. That, they can be on that stuff as long as it's like no alcohol, no firearms, no drugs. So drugs as in like can't have marijuana sponsorships but if it's cb and i already have a cbd sponsor so i'm good with that but um yeah guys this has a worldwide wheat uh, reach excuse me i can't make words today invicta is on fight pass that means it is broadcasted worldwide so if you want people to see your stuff i mean i got you please message me for details i mean like I said, I'm throwing all sorts of money at this. You know, I'm trying to be the best I can be. And I'm trying to use my platform to show people that autism is not what everybody thinks. They can do more than what you think. They're not just tinkering downstairs with robotics. We can be mm -hmm. great athletes too. So help support a dream and I'll help you guys get a get big reach worldwide. So message me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I, I can definitely vouch for Serena because, uh, you know, we've had a relationship for a good couple of months, probably going on a year now. Uh, she's always been good to the show, always up for an interview. She always puts on a show. She's given me some great sound bites here on the show. And uh, I, I know that she'll do the same for you guys as well. Uh, 
Um, if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to a fighter and you want to reach out to me, that's fine too. I'm happy to make an introduction with the Southpaw Outlaw and, and play the middleman there. Uh, so if you're a business owner and you're looking to advertise within uh, the biggest women's MMA platform out there, uh, you know, UFC fight pass, uh, all this stuff. It's a, it's a lot of great exposure, you know, feel free to send me a message or reach out to Serena at Serena Southpaw yep. on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is there anywhere else they can, they can reach out to you or, or did I kind of um, nail it there? If they want to formally email me, I'm Serena Southpaw at gmail.com too. So we have all the avenues to sponsor me. So, uh, and talk and all that. So please let me know. I'm pretty easy to work with and I'm pretty straightforward. So you won't have to worry about any of that dancing around bullshit. So I, I know for a fact that there's no bullshit with you, which is why I'm happy to talk to you today about, um, you know, what happened in Mexico city last night. So, um, we, we can move on from the, from the sponsorship stuff. And it, you know, if you guys are looking to sponsor a fighter, you know, uh, you already know what to do. You should be reaching out already. So Serena, this main event in Mexico City. In fucking sane. It's, was... it's giving me heartburn just bringing it up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, we had, you know, a main event that, you know, hardcore fans were really looking forward to, I think. Because these are two, these are two, like, really unique fighters. And Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens it had a really unfortunate ending with an eye poke 15 seconds into the first round. And it wasn't really an eye poke as much as a, an eye scratch, which I think yep. is worse. Uh, it is it, worse. Um, I've had that happen. I had well, tell a us about it. Plate. I had a cornea abrasion. I mean, it was also my profile picture. You see my one eye redder. I'm happy it happened in the last few seconds of the fight. I'm grateful it did because over time, I couldn't open my eye. And the burning and the sting was so bad, like tears were coming out of this eye. But it started burning so bad, I couldn't open my other eye. So my other teammate who was on this car, who was on the same car I was after she was done fighting, drove me to the emergency room where I got drops from my eyes and I couldn't see. I had to leave, I had to put my hands on her shoulder for her to guide me around the emergency room because I couldn't see. Because the, eye, the cornea abrasion was so bad. And mm. I'm not a bitch either. I mean, I fucking swing. I do... And I've been eye poked before. I'd rather be poked than scratched, quite honestly. So any and anybody who's saying Jeremy Stevens is a little bitch, have you guys watched his fucking fights? He is no bitch whatsoever. And I know he wouldn't throw away if you know a, an opportunity to make a great fight like he would have with the Ayer. Yeah. So, and I'm really upset with the Ayer's um emotional outburst after the fight ending. But props to Bisbing for not flinching at all. You know that <laughs> Bisbing is that fucking dude right there. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was going like acting the action the fool, and then Bisbing's like. <sighs> so props to Bisbing for that. But yeah, here, get your shit together. I mean, he's a great fighter. I respect him as a fighter, but I don't respect that outburst from him. Yeah. I and definitely do not approve of the crowd acting the fool, not just toward S Stevens. But what they did to Carla Esparza, yes, I understand. I didn't quite agree with the decision a little bit, mm -hmm. but there is absolutely no fucking reason you should be pouring beer and throwing shit at, a, at someone who just went in that fucking cage for your entertainment. Yeah. Unless you want to step in there and act a fool yourself and go fight and probably get knocked the fuck out for being a dumbass, shut up. Yeah. Yes, you spent money. 
oh, great, guess what? I bet you we spent a lot more than what you paid for your ticket in getting ready for that fucking fight. Oh, if yeah. You got a problem, go to their gym and fight them. Yeah, exactly. You hit on a lot of great points there. I want to I wanna stick to the main event for just a second here because I saw the criticism of Jeremy Stevens. And to, to even hint at the fact that he might have wanted a way out 15 seconds into this fight after – you know, moving his whole life to Mexico for almost two months to prepare for this, to train at altitude. Um, and if you know anything about Jeremy Stevens, you know that this is one of the most game motherfuckers in the entire sport, hands mm. down. This is not a guy that's looking to back down on a fight uh, at any time. And you could see, you know, even Herb Dean was saying as I was spasming, credit to Herb Dean for doing, you know, everything he could to try and keep this main event on track. Um, but you know, the, the timer runs out, he's got to go by the book. The doctor says he can't open his eye. You can't send a guy in there with one eye. And I'm with you, Serena, as well with, with Yair's reaction. I think he really made himself look terrible, especially when you look at the slow down replay and you could see his hand opening as it approaches Jeremy's face. Uh, You can't, you can't do this. I mean, if your hand is open, it's illegal. If you're. It's just like it's in the rules. We when fighters are backstage, we are read the rules, and the rules say that at one point you cannot have an open hand going toward another fighter. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even have that. And out of all my fights, one person has been poked in the eye by me, but they ran into a hand like this. Yeah. Curved down because I'm an old Muay Thai girl. All, I'm used to the glo- to the Muay Thai gloves. Just have my hand nice and curved so I can grab you easy. Or make a fist fast or crack you in the fucking jaw. Mm-hmm. So it's just that, that's simple. You don't do the John Jones, okay? <laughs> you can, there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with this when the fingers are up to the fucking sky. You can curve them a little bit, but you can't do this dumb shit. We're not knife handing somebody. This ain't the Marine Corps. Yeah. Especially Even the Marine Corps if, has that illegal now. So you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go in for a collar tie or something like that or or go for a clinch, it's different. But when he comes in with a closed fist and then opens his hand at the last second, I mean, that kind of implies intent to poke somebody in the eye. Uh, exactly. And then to, then to throw a tantrum after the fact, it, it definitely – makes Yair's stock go down, in my opinion. And, you know, it it's hard to defend the guy at a certain point because, you know, it seemed like there was some confusion with his management company where he didn't want the Zabit fight. Um, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Like, his stock was already kind of on iffy territory with that whole Zabit um, nonsense that went down. Now you have this. This is not a good look for you for anybody to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, there was no disrespect for, to Yair. I'm just speaking the truth, though. He is a great fighter, but there has to be composure. And here's another point for people to realize. What fucking fighter would throw away a fight that they poured so much money into? Who would just say 15, 15 seconds and, ah, no, nah, I'm just going to fake an injury because fuck it, I can't do it no more. Yeah. No one in their fucking right mind would do it. Fucking ever. And yeah. it wasn't like Steven's got to win because of the eye poke. It was a no contest. Nobody won. Nobody mm. got it got a win bonus no one got all that extra shit they both lost out on the potential to make money yeah yeah it's really unfortunate all around especially because they basically built this event around yair you know to be the main event in mexico where you know you know they get behind their fighters it's a very it's a very proud country with a lot of history of fighting 
a lot of warriors, you, you know, they've had to, they've had to battle for everything throughout their entire history. And, and if you look at the history of combat sports, all the great boxers that have come out of Mexico, all the great boxers that are still coming out of Mexico, mm -hmm. um, and, and the MMA fighters that are starting to come out of Mexico as well. Uh, They're they right. deserved this event. They deserve to have, you know, a representative who can fight the way Yair can, but, you know, that doesn't mean that you get to throw beer at strangers uh, <laughs> when when things don't go the way you want them to. And that doesn't mean that Yair gets to have a tantrum uh, mm -hmm. in the at the end of this event. It, it, it's really unfortunate the way that this worked why out. Anybody, why would anybody throw beer that they probably they bought at that stand? That's like seven dollars, a little last cup you just wasted right there just because you're on your bullshit. Yeah, That's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stupidity surrounding this for sure. I, I mean, I can't fathom why anybody would think Jeremy Stevens would try to find a way out 15 seconds in after we've seen him in over 50 fights, uh, mm -hmm. you know, go to war with people a lot more well known than Yair Rodriguez. Um, and I don't know why people would act that way. Um, you know, I understand, you know, I've been to live events and, and paid a lot of money to go to them. And I would definitely be disappointed if something like this happened. Like I was, I was live when when uh, Anderson Silva fought Talis Latis, and people were leaving the arena. And I was like, "All right, better for me. I get to move closer and <laughs> because it was such a boring fight." But I got to move closer and watch it um, up close. But it, it's really unfortunate all around. Um, I don't know. What do you think happens here? Because this is kind of baffling. Like, do you try and run it back with these two? Do you, do you give them other fights? Do you, do you cut either one of them? Like what, what are you doing if you're running this promotion, Serena? I'd say they run it back. Yeah. He was agreeing to it. And Jeremy Stevens, even with his one, I saying, let's run it back. I mean, fuck it. Cause now we have, we have a bit more of a story to, to work with. Mm -hmm. Now we have a rematch that people want to see happen. So mm -hmm. I say, fuck it. Let them go back. Let them bang, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I think the sooner the better. So we can try and like get this bad taste out of our mouth. Definitely mm -hmm. before the end of the year, um, maybe throw them on that Madison square garden card or, or something like oh, that. That'd be so great. It really would. I'm already salivating at that card, dude. I'm contemplating flying to New York for it, but I just got back from New York. I have to go back to New York at, the end of november but i would really like to be there for this I, and i wouldn't be saying york, the same thing poor. if there was a title fight as the main event <laughs> i'd go to new york but i'm poor but look i was even it was even hard when i lived in philadelphia could take a train up there new york is expensive when they're charging five dollars in certain place for a bottle of water i'm like fuck out of here <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it, it's not the cheapest place to be that's for sure um, I would probably, if I was going to go, I'd probably drive up <laughs> yeah, there. New York. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in any case, fuck, I, I don't know what to, what else to say about this. Um, except fuck, uh, I, hopefully some good comes out of it somehow. Um, let, let's talk about the co-main event a little bit because a little bit of, of controversy with the decision there, especially because mm -hmm. they, they were sending the decision in and they had to bring it back and recalculate it. And then it came back and uh, you know, Carlos Barza coming away with a majority decision victory here over the actual hometown girl 
Alexa Grasso. You know, maybe the judges were confused. Maybe they thought Esparza was was the uh, the Hispanic fighter and Grasso, which is like a more Italian sounding name. Like maybe they just got him mixed up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I think I'm just trying to find a reason here, but I, I thought this was a great fight. I thought it was. It was. I, Holy shit, though. Goddamn. Um. Esparza has a fucking gumby ass arm. Like, I really hope her arm's okay. Like, holy shit. Um, I mean, it really was close. I can see how she won it, even though I was kind of weird with the decision making. But at least we didn't have an Invicta style decision. Look, I'm not talking shit about Invicta just that one time because it was the Athletic Commission's fault and the judge's fault, not Invicta's fault. Uh-huh. With that, um, with uh, Victoria um, Fury, with, I can't pronounce her last name. She's called Kill Me Later versus. Um, that other girl where they said the other girl won did a Steve Harvin said psych the other uh, Victoria won. Yeah. Again, not Invicta it was the athletic commission, the judges. So yeah, at least that didn't happen. Yeah. And we saw a lot of wacky judging, but um, uh, I, I want to actually celebrate the, the fight here because I thought, you know, we got everything you would expect out of this fight. We saw some mm-hmm. awesome, you know, chain wrestling from Carlos Barza. We saw some precision striking from, Alexa Grasso and that that armbar escape. She must have have dislocated her arm at the elbow to get out of that. I don't think there's there's yeah, any there's other way. No fucking way. Or she tore some ligaments or some shit. It was uh, it was so. I I had to close my eyes for a little. Like nope nope nope. Someone tell me when it ends because I was just so nasty. Yeah, there were a lot of people screaming at their TVs like tap, just tap. And it it looked like she thought about it for a split second. And she's like, no, nah, I'm going to roll through it and then power out of it. That is when it is totally OK to start putting toes in the butthole and shit like that to get out of there. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> hey, look, if you have my arm, it, it's totally legal for me to start putting my foot somewhere. Get you the fuck off me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, toes, you gotta... toes or heels in the butthole will get anybody off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the old uh, <laughs> checking Check the oil. oil. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it's funny you bring this up because, um, you know, I, I grew up wrestling and this is like, it's a common thing when you're in a bad position. Like, it's not something I ever did. Uh, personally, it, it wasn't a strategy of mine, but um, to me, it's like never a big deal. So when I, I talk to people who are into jujitsu, like later in life, and they see stuff like this in MMA, like um, Diego Sanchez did it to Mickey Gall, I think, mm-hmm. or yeah, something like that. I, I, I would say some fight that happened recently, and and people are shocked. And I'm like, this is this is it's what goes normal. on, you know. If yeah. I start trying to break your arm in half, you're gonna start putting your finger wherever you have to to get yourself out of it. That's just the way it Not goes. Clarification: I've, I will never put my fingers in there. Okay, that's some that's some foreplay shit. But like, um, <laughs> if someone has, there's nothing wrong with a heel in the butt. I mean, if it's not hitting the butthole, it's hitting that. It's hitting the tailbone. So either way, they're gonna let go. So it's just like it's pushing them off me. It's getting my arm back in the place it needs to be. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, and if you can get your whole heel in there, uh, you know, you, you've got more problems. Uh, then I, I can diagnose here. Um, and it looks like we're being joined now all the way from New Jersey by Jeff, yay. the animal yay. Wilson. Jeff, for, the fans want to know. Jeff, not great. Not yay for Jersey, but just because <laughs> Jeff would be okay. <laughs> Jeff, is the soup ready? 
Actually, it's on the stove, Bill. So we got to do this quick. The soup's on the stove. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good to have you, Jeff. How you feeling, my friend? We already talked about the main event and the eye poke and all that business, and we're we're uh, we're at the tail end of the co-main event here. What are your feelings on this Mexico City card here, Jeff? Let's get the the animals' opinion here before the soup's ready. Bill, overall, I thought it was a pretty good card, uh, the main card especially, but that main event, it just left a sour note in our mouths, I think. Um, you know, all the time that Jeremy Stevens spent getting ready for this camp, and I'm sure Yair Rodriguez did the same, you know, it's a shame that it kind of went down the drain the way it did, and I don't think Jeremy Stevens is the type of dude to fake something like that. I don't think he's the type of guy to look for an easy out. I think he really wanted to to prove what he's done in his training camp, so it's a shame it ended like that. Yeah, for sure. I think you, you pretty much summarized uh, the same conclusion as Serena and I. Uh, There's less colorful vocab than me, but that's okay. That's my job. <laughs> that's true. Your job is to punch people in the face. And, and, uh, and say bad words because my friend Roxanne won't. <laughs> yeah, I, by the way, I, since you brought that up, I love when you do the, um, the, the interpretation videos where she so says something and you true. say what she really means. <laughs> I just wish she would let me say bad words more. It's so weird when she's like, oh, I can't have you curse because children might be watching. I'm like, you act like children don't go to rated R movies and shit, yeah. Rex. Come on now. Well, and those children need to know what the, the fuck is up with the, with the Southpaw outlaw. Yeah, they're going to learn the bad words sooner or later. I'd rather it be through me than like a rated R film where there's probably blood and guts and shit happening. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel I the feel same way when I'm cursing around my daughter. I'm like, she's got to fucking hear it somewhere. It might as well be from me. Yeah, um, so <laughs> so let's talk. Okay. Let, let's stay with the um, with the uh, judging here and move on to the Brandon Moreno Askar Askarov fight, which was a split draw. Yeah. Um, I thought this was an awesome fight. It was very back and forth. I, mm -hmm. I got to be honest when um. When the decision was about to be read, I thought Moreno had this one in the bag. I got Me up. I didn't even, I didn't listen yep. to the decision. I got up to to go get, get fix myself a drink, and then um, I found out later on on Twitter that it was a draw, and I was like, "What? What happened here?" I mean, Askarov. Yeah, Askarov looked good in the first round. Um, you know, he had some positions where he was. You know, really in control. I thought he looked, he even looked good off of his back. I think there was a lot of positives to take away from Ascarov, but I, I thought Moreno, uh, you know, kind of ran away with this one as it went on. He showed his durability he and like, he showed that he was able to get better as the fight went on. Uh, give me your take, Serena. I think that Moreno found his rhythm in, in rounds two and three and really started taking yeah. it. Meanwhile, um, I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I know I'm going to keep fucking it up. I did it twice on Twitter yesterday. Um, he faded, honestly. He, I think yeah. he put everything he had in the gas tank in round one. Then just afterward, just like when uh, Moreno found his rhythm and he just started fading off. I mean, it just – there was really no other way to interpret that. So when I saw that draw, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Mm -hmm. But judges be judges. I mean, we all hear that. Don't leave it to the judges. And, I mean – yeah, we That's can't why. help it all the time. Like, look at my record. I think my only my only win was a submission in my first amateur MMA fight. All the other ones went to decision. But to be fair, I was pretty decisive with those. Um, but yeah, can never tell. Yeah, for sure. And 
it, it's weird because in Mexico, the judging seemed to not favor the Mexican fighters uh, pretty consistently Shocking. up and down this card, uh, which was which was kind of surprising. I mean, usually you see it the other way for, for the hometown fighters, but, you know, it, it's going to go the way it's going to go. Judges are going to judge. Uh, Jeff, I know you were pretty upset about this decision. Let me, let me get your take on this one, bud. Yeah, dude, I thought Brandon Moreno put in a shift last night, man, especially like you said in rounds two and three, uh, Serena. I, I just thought he did more to win. Um, and uh i i'm gonna butcher his name too so i'm not gonna pronounce it but uh <clears throat> thank you see i don't feel bad no more <laughs> the russian fighter just uh, you know in in especially in the third round he just wasn't there anymore man and you could see him fading in the second round and serena like you said i think that he just uh was going for the first round finish uh i mm -hmm. thought moreno was fantastic off of his back um <clears throat> Especially in the beginning of the second round, he hit this really nice sweep and just took control back of the fight. So yeah. I, I was a little surprised at this decision. Yeah, that sweep was all legs for the record, <laughs> which was really impressive for anybody who's ever done any grappling. For the record, it's Askar Askarov, and it, his Askar last name is Askarov. His last so name is the same as his first grouch. name. Okay, you just said Av. Yeah, you just said Av to his first name, Askar Askarov. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, now that we cleared that up, let's move on. Uh, Irene Aldana put on a striking ah, clinic against Vanessa Mello, which was fantastic because we finally got to see a fighter who made weight get the better of a fighter who missed weight by five Thank fucking God. pounds. Serena, I can't wait to hear you talk about this one. <laughs> Let's have it. It's poetic fucking justice. Irene Aldana has always had beautiful striking ever since I've seen her in Invicta. I remember when she pieced up Jessamine Duke, and I'm like, God damn. So it's really nice that she used she used her range. She used good linear movement and was able to just piece her up. And I'm like, poetic justice. Like, she had no respect for these hoes that missed weight, too. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that she you have no respect for these hoes. There was no respect for that hoe who missed weight. I'm not trying to call her personally hoe, but just, you know, no respect for these hoes who missed weight. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll talk about this as we go further down the card. Yeah. I mean, feel free to disrespect any of these hoes. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of your MO, especially on this show. But yeah, Aldana looked fantastic. Um, my, my only criticism of her performance would be that she was consistently parrying leg kicks with her hands, um, which, which is a big no-no. And luckily, uh, Melo didn't pick up on it. She would reach down. Yeah. When, yeah, she would reach down low um, to, to push the leg away when she was getting leg kicked and then you know, she, no one checks chicks anymore. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it, it's kind of a weird phenomenon that's going on lately. But um, Aldana was so great with that question mark kick. If her opponent had been just as good with it, uh, you know, she was leaving herself open by parrying those leg kicks. So hopefully that's something that her coaches picked up on. She straightens out before her next fight. I mean, she's coming off that really close split decision loss to Raquel Pennington. So I think she's in great shape moving forward. Uh, what did you think about this performance, Jeff? Yeah, dude, Aldana put on a striking clinic, dude. I was impressed with her boxing, and also uh, she was mixing it up with some uh, kicks in there too, uh, which Aldana's more known as a boxer, so I was really, really impressed. Uh, I think she's really making a splash in this women's, uh, what weight class is she, featherweight? Bantam. Bantamweight, yeah. Bantamweight. Yeah, so I'm excited to see her climb through the ranks, man. Well, her opponent was a featherweight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Basically. (laughs) So, man, I understand why you're a little confused there, Jeff. Let's move on to the most explosive finish of the night, uh, which was uh, a crazy spinning back fist counter to a spinning back fist. They for it, too. You can say that the... That the other dude, like, you know, literally beat him to the punch. Because they both like, <laughs> okay, let's let's act like Beyblade and let it rip. Well, bam. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, so we're well, talking about Steven. Chuck Liddell. Holy shit, son. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Peterson uh, beating Martin Bravo to the punch. This is, a, this is a very competitive fight up to this point in the second round. About a minute, 30 seconds in when... Martin Bravo throws a spinning back fist and Steven Peterson kind of ducks under it and throws his own and, and lands it right on the jaw. Right round, baby, right round. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, some people weren't happy with the follow-up punch once Bravo was was out cold on the ground. Uh, give me, your, give well, me your take on the way this ended, Serena. I mean, did the ref come in and stop it? No, you got to bl- you got to put it on the ref. I mean, Yes, it sucks to see someone eat unnecessary punches afterwards, but refs have to be on their toes. I mean, he didn't come up in soccer kicking pride style. Like, come on, let's relax a little bit here. It's like, I guess I'm old now because I remember seeing people unconscious in pride getting soccer kicked in the fucking skull or in one before they took out soccer kicks, getting soccer kicked to the fucking skull after they were done. But Mm -hmm. put it on the ref. I mean... It's a fight. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I mean, he didn't, Herb Dean didn't have enough time to, I'm sure he would have stopped it sooner if he could have gotten there quick enough. Um, yeah. I was okay with it. I saw a lot of people yeah. uh, upset, but you know, if you're old Serena, then I'm, I'm ready to retire. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> ready to get so, your applesauce and pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I need more fiber in my diet. Uh, <laughs> on the way. <laughs> that's what I'm drinking right here. It's it's mixed into my water. Totally. Um, totally. I don't know, Jeff. Uh, you're a little younger than myself. What were your thoughts on the finish of this fight between Peterson and Bravo? Oh, dude, I thought the finish was awesome. I thought the fight was great. Uh, leading up to that finish too, and uh, I'm with Serena on this one. I think that um, you know. Yeah, maybe he could have not hit him while he was on the ground. But, hey, man, that's the ref's job to pull him off. That's what he's getting paid for. So, um, you know, other than that, I thought Steven Peterson did well. Um, He's another fighter. He can be hot and cold sometimes. But I'm excited to see what's next for him. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, I want to jump around a little bit here. uh, Or I'll just kind of go down the line a little bit. So, Jose Quinones looked impressive against uh, Carlos Huachin. So, the Mexican against the Peruvian here. Huachin, I thought, looked really tough. He got rocked and dropped really bad in that first round, and he hung in there. So, uh, great job there. Kyle Nelson with a a big upset over Marco Polo Reyes Mm -hmm. with that that TKO in the first round, that standing TKO. I thought it was a good stoppage by Jason Herzog. Um, you know, Reyes was, was out on his feet. He wasn't going to bounce back from that. He was going to take more unnecessary damage than I think Martin Bravo did. Uh, so seen that in a while. <laughs> uh, unless you guys have any comments on Quinones, let's skip ahead to, uh, the knockout here by Kyle Nelson. Uh, give me your thoughts, Serena. It was beautiful. There's just no other words. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Jeff. Same thought. Oh, dude, that overhand right was 
awesome. Um, I thought the ref made the right call on this one. Marco Polo Reyes was just not fighting back. He was he was done. I think he was out of that fight. So good call from the ref. And good uh, good stuff from Kyle Nelson, too, going into hostile territory here. And he just shut that crowd up with that knockout. Yeah, I mean, o- overall, it, it wasn't... It wasn't a great night for the for the Mexican fighters here, with the exception of uh, Irene Aldana uh, and, and Quinones. But yeah, that's the way it goes a lot of times. There's a lot of people think it's an advantage fighting at home, but uh, we've seen you know history kind of shows that it, it can be a hindrance. You know, you've got you know people hitting you up for tickets during fight week. You've got your family right there in front of you. Sure. It's, it's oh, a lot yeah. of pressure. A lot of emotion. And Bisbing talked about that too, how he had his son in his corner one time and he said he could never do it again because he was too emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on down the hill. Angela Hill. Move on Holy down the hill. Look, I mean, thank God for Reach because her opponent looked like you saw her needs to knock out her door. I mean, her arms look huge. It looked like she was in my weight class. Yeah. I'm like, how in the fuck is she a straw weight? Like, shit. Yeah, but, she could have been a stunt double for Stallone in the new Rambo movie. I think. <laughs> shit, son, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she was more yoked than a Denny's omelet. That, that just proves though that strength does not solve all your problems. I wish it could, but it doesn't. Yeah, and, and Carlosi looked, you know, really vicious in in the opening of this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but Angela Hill, you, you know. I think experience is what won this fight for her because she Absolutely. was able to be patient. She was able to weather the storm from Carlosi. Beautifully. Oh yeah, the the elbow that she landed to finish this was was a work of art for sure. And she I cut her open. Complaining like, oh my god, it was on the forehead. I'm like, uh, genius. It was near the eye. If they have it close, if it's on the forehead, but still close to the eye. They're not going to risk because let me tell you, if that cut opens further and further and it starts affecting where your eye sits, yeah, you're not going to have a fun time. Yeah, it's and like half, half these fuckers need to sit down and shut up for once. And if a fighter <laughs> who's been there, you know, tells you what it is, then shut the fuck up unless you're training. Yeah, and and that was that was kind of the telltale for me is that Carnalosi seemed relieved that the fight was stopped. She wasn't. She wasn't trying to argue or say like, no, I can keep fighting. Uh, you know, she was done there. Uh, give me your thoughts on this one, Jeff. Well, I'll be honest with you. Unfortunately, I did not catch this one, but uh, I did hear good things about it. And I'm going to probably go back and watch it after this. Jeff, Jeff you had one job. <laughs> I'm, I'm dieting and running in shit and the- I'm done. I was watching two fights. I was watching my teammate fight live and watching the fights on my phone. Come on now. Yeah, while she's in the sauna running 15 miles. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. You got no I excuses. An airplane. <laughs> yeah, she was in a sauna on an airplane, Jeff. <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> well, while Angela Hill was splitting open Ariane Canalisi's head? Oh man, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch this one now. <laughs> it was a good fight. Um, Sergio Pettis getting a unanimous decision over Tyson Nam, uh, making his UFC debut. Uh, he, you know, I, I don't have I don't have much on this one. Uh, Me neither. It was yeah. All right, let's move on. Paul Craig uh, with a nasty, nasty, nasty knee to uh, Vinicius Castro, uh, dropped him with a knee. 
busted his nose, smashed it into his face. He joins the Andre Arlovsky Nose of the Month Club. Um, oh. And then he gets submitted. You know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, black belt, really accomplished grappler in Vinicius Morea Castro uh, gets submitted by Paul Craig. Uh, but it, it wasn't the submission. It was the knee and the broken nose that put him out of this fight. Give me your thoughts. Paul's such a nice dude. I really have respect for Paul because if I'm remembering right, um, he's a teacher for um, for stu- with uh, students on the spectrum as well. So I'm like, that's my dude. Yeah. You know, he's awesome. Yeah, he's got the uh, the autism puzzle piece tattooed on his rib cage. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn. I have to love anybody who has who has an Inglorious Bastards reference for their fight name. Yeah, I'll the Bear Jew. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So shout out to Paul Craig. Uh, trains with my buddy John McElroy, uh, host of the the Martial Arts Chat podcast uh, over in Scotland. So uh, happy for those dudes because. Uh, you know, I, I know they went through some some troubles. I think it was uh, I think Paul Craig's last fight. He was in there with Alonzo Menafield. He didn't have such a good time. Um, but yeah, Paul Craig seems like a really good dude. Uh, we've actually t- we I talked about. I haven't met a mean Scottish person yet, so I hope to keep it that way. Yeah, I'm I'm having a flashback now. I think Paul Craig had just fought the first time you were on this show, Serena, because we were talking mm-hmm. about the the autism tattoo and, and everything like that. Um, yeah, the first time we had you on, which, which, which seems like years ago, but in, in reality, it probably wasn't that long ago. Um, nice, Jeff, uh, did you catch any of the rest of this uh, undercard? Or I'm, I'm actually watching this Paul Craig fight while we speak, Bill. Jeff. <laughs> so you can I see, see the, the, I the, see. the grappling. I'm waiting for this knee to happen. I see. You get an A for effort, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Uh, Betch Correa <laughs> coming away with the win over Sajara Eubanks, who who thankfully moved up in weight. And I think this is what you were referencing. Yeah, she actually made weight this time. Good on her. Yeah. Well, she had to move up a weight class, which is, you know, uh, in, in all fairness, she's been fighting as a bantamweight for her entire career at flyweight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh and i think more of the story was betch correa's uh victory dance this was it, people were making gifts and stuff out of this all over twitter it became the story the story i'm not gonna lie i i'm not gonna lie there's times i've danced when i won but thankfully it hasn't been that bad yet let's keep, let's hope it doesn't get that way but you know what i get it you won dance away just but she earned that but yeah. certain things come into light when you actually stay in your fucking weight class. I'm just going to put that out there right now. That that's not a bad thing to put out there to the world. Uh, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I thought this was a good fight. It was competitive. Um, I think Sajar Eubanks definitely should stay at bantamweight. Um, I don't think, there's any sense in her trying to make 125 anymore uh since i I agree she's gonna kill herself and hurt her thyroids hurt her organs and it's not fair to all the people in flyweight having to fight someone who's huge yeah i I can't remember like an asshole about people about her not making weight but to be fair this criticism is to everyone this isn't just directed at her she belongs in bantam Mm-hmm. And she does well at Bantam. She just there's just little things to fix in the game. That's yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, and I think 
it, it's unfortunate that it has to come up every time she fights, but it's also unfortunate that she's missed weight so many times. So that's, that. that, this is a choice on her. This is what happens when you're an adult. You have choices to make and you have to go off of them. That's and true. If, I mean, if I was mi missing weight, I'd be like, okay, maybe it's time to go up and I'll just bulk up a little more to make up for it and not be small in my weight class. Yeah. Or in my case, I would say maybe I'll just drink more beer and talk about fighting instead of actually doing it. <laughs> I don't want to drink, man. I can't. I can't, though. Well, that's because you you possibly have some exciting news on the horizon, which, uh, you know. I, yeah, I highly doubt Invicta signed me and just to have me waiting. So I'm just staying ready just in case another, another short notice fight happened. Like I said earlier in the show, I was going to fight for BTC7. Um, but uh, the, the opponent fell through, like something happened, but not on the promotion. It's whatever. I look forward to maybe going with them again. But right now, it's in, it's in, I'm signed to Invicta, baby, so who cares? Oh, Team nice Invicta. Congrats. Yeah, we're gonna be Jeff. Jeff, Jesus come on, man, Christ, dude. God Jeff. damn it! <laughs> Sorry, I haven't checked Twitter in a while. Jeff, what's been in that soup lately? <laughs> Failure. That's been that soup. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, work's got me super busy, so I haven't been as active on the social media as usual. Yeah. All right. Well, I I know how important I am now. I I understand, Jeff. I understand. Don't worry. I'll I'll be rooting for you, Southpaw. Oh man, it's getting personal now, <laughs> Jeff. You got to make up for it. <laughs> wherever her first fight is, you got to go out. It, so last time she was on the show, you didn't go meet her in Washington D.C. Just a short train ride to to go to uh, yeah, short four hour thought. train ride. Yeah, you oh, could have well, been there I've done longer. Yeah, there are longer train rides. I've been on a Greyhound bus from Shreveport, Louisiana to Dallas, and let me tell you, that was horrible. If I could deal with that, I mean. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like you two have some personal issues to work out. In the meantime, <laughs> actually, speaking of, wait, Serena, I'm trying to travel in December. Try to take a fight in December, like that, like third week. Maybe I could come check I you out. I'm not going to have any control of that. Yeah, Serena, why don't you just why don't you just base your uh, your career around Jeff's schedule? So you can <laughs> you make yeah, you can fight in December, April, and summertime works pretty well for me too. It's cold, man. Well, in any case, Serena, we'll we'll be happy to talk about uh, any news you have in the in the not so distant future. In the meantime, let's move from Mexico City to Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, which is where the UFC is going to be next week in a main event that I'm really intrigued by. And Jack, the Joker, Hermanson and Jared Cannonier. I think this is a really underrated fight here. Um, two guys that are super well-rounded. They both uh, have knockout power. They're both good grapplers. Um, I, I think this one's really interesting. I think Hermanson has a little bit more momentum going into this one uh, mm -hmm. coming off that win over Jacare. Um but Jared Cannonier, I mean, you can't underestimate him either since he's moved down from light heavyweight. Uh, you know, he's looked phenomenal. Give me your thoughts on this uh, main event coming up here, Serena. I'm just excited for it because, like, Cannonier, yeah, he has more explosive power, I think, since he's moved down. And he a big boy, <laughs> even in that division still. So, and, of course, all the momentum after everything else. Like, I really want to look at this fight. And what is it? Is it the third or fourth time they're back in Copenhagen, the UFC? I forget, but it's always a fun time. 
I'm looking at that, but I'm still also can't wait for November with the bat with the bad motherfucker bell on the line with Nate Diaz and Jorge Masdevall. Yeah. And that, now we're hearing the rock is going to present this and the belt is worth like 50 grand. I'm like, Hold, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of holy shit involved in this. Oh yeah. Um, it, there, there's a lot of interesting things you're doing with that. I mean, you know, Masvidal dressing up like Scarface at the press conference. Oh, like they're, cool. they're, they're going all out with the theatrics here. I, I'm usually not that into it, but as long as it's like a one-off and it's not this like is acceptable. Yeah. It, it's I okay. Mean, something in risen where it's a one-off or something. Like that, I'm fine with it. Cause yes, the fight fight game does have entertainment involved in it, but as long as the entertainment value doesn't take away from the sport and martial arts aspect of it. I'm good with it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it, it's kind of interesting that it worked out this way because the, the champ and the number one contender were both like, I don't want to do this fight unless you pay me more money. And the, the UFC is like, cool, watch this. We're going to make a bad motherfucker belt. Uh, and more people are going to talk about it than your actual championship. Um, it, you know, this was a case of two guys thinking they had a lot more leverage than they do. And both of them have excellent, uh, management. I mean, Ali, Ali is not my favorite person with his tactics, but he's good at getting things for his fighter. And then, um, you know, Dan Lambert for, for Colby Covington, you know, you can't argue with the success he's had, uh, in the industry and, and both managers have a, a great relationship with Dana White. See again. <laughs> yeah. Usman's not saying that. Like, Colby's like, oh, they're picking on me. They're giving me a – they're not giving me the champion pay. I'm like, because you're not actually a champion yet, dude. Let's relax. I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, if he wants to quit, then Colby quit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's what it's going to come down to. I, I wanted to see the Usman-Covington fight. I mean, that I was – I did too, but it's just like there are certain things we don't say. If you want to quit, I mean – and quit. That's like Connor saying he's coming back after he said once he was retired. You yeah. Can only, you can only pull that card so many times before people got. Are you really though? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms there. But uh, this card, I'm really excited for. So we got. I, I'm gonna throw a whole bunch at you guys, and you tell me what sticks out the most to to both of you. So the co-main event, Gunnar Nelson, Gilbert Burns. This is if this was a grappling match, I would tune in. And then we got Lando Venata and Marta Casey. If this was a striking match, I would tune in. Uh, Sayar Mahadazara and Ismail uh, Nuridev. That's a great fight. And then I'm going to jump around a little bit. We got Iwan Kutelaba and Khalil Roundtree. Uh, I think oh. this fight's on the prelims for some strange fucking reason, but that's an awesome uh-huh. fight. Uh, Ovin St. Prue and Michelle Olajantic. That's um, going to be good. Yep. Alessio Di Chirico and Peter Sabata. That's a fun one. We haven't seen Peter Sabata in a while. Um, and I'll, I'll pump the brakes there. Serena, what, what's jumping off the page to you? Um, the main event and Khalil Roundtree's fight are jumping off for me. So, because big boys, big power. And I'm excited for that. So, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hear you like big boys, especially when they're holding donuts at, at the end of uh, at the end of a race. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Not a play. I just crush a lot in the words of Big Pond. 
Jeff, I don't know how you feel about big men, but what's what's jumping off the page here? Um, so the I'm super excited for that main event: Jack Hermanson versus Jared Cannon here. Um, you know, Jack Hermanson so well rounded, but I don't know if he's gonna be able to hold Jared Cannon down, man. He's a big boy and he's strong as hell. Um, and the other fight I'm really excited for is Lando Venata versus Mark DiCasey. I think somebody's going to sleep in that fight. Yeah, and it's definitely not the people watching. Oh yeah, it's gonna be somebody <laughs> inside the cage. Um, that that's two explosive, creative strikers uh, squaring off in that match. I, I'm really excited for that one as well. And the, the Gunnar Nelson Gilbert Burns fight is really interesting to me. Um, you know, Gilbert Burns, world champion grappler, and, and Gunnar Nelson, you know, really great grappler in his own right. Um, uh, we didn't get to see much of it in his last fight. He actually got out grappled by a striker and Leon Edwards. But um, I, I still, you know, maybe it was an off night. I, I still give him the benefit of the doubt. I think Gunnar Nelson is still a, a really awesome grappler. And uh, I, I'd be excited to see him get in there. I think the uh, Ovin St. Prue and uh, Michelle Olajancic fight is, is going to be a good one as well. Um, so really cool card for the fans in Denmark next week. Um, and then we finally got announced. Uh, we're going to see Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh, yeah. um, December 14th. Yep. Did I get that right? I think so, yeah. That but sounds I'm excited right. for that. It, it's Max not they can move every, it. <laughs> Max is everything that... Look, I'm just going to be realistic with this. Max is everything Conor McGregor said he was going to be as a champion. He's active, puts on a show, and Max is respectful. I mean, I love Conor McGregor's fighting style, but I don't like how he said one thing and has done others. All right? Everybody can say, oh, yeah, Conor beat Max when he was a youngin. Mm -hmm. Max has really shown what it is to be an active champ, what it is to be a true champion. And I'm real, I really like this kid for that. Yeah. And ironic that McGregor tweeted like December 14th in, in Dublin or whatever he tweeted last week after the Gaethje Cowboy fight. And now Max Holloway is going to be fighting on that date in las vegas uh so uh it, it's it's really pathetic to see how much you know connor's influence has kind of washed away a lot of people expected nate diaz to call him out after the fight with pettis and he called out masvidal went in a completely different direction and everybody's all about it so yeah you know mcgregor's kind of left like crying in the rain but you know we don't we don't get into too much of the drama and, nope. and and we're we're looking forward to you know the the outstanding fights. So we got uh, Copenhagen, and then we've got bad motherfuckers going at it. And we've got yeah, the lightweight done. champ returning to, I mean, the featherweight champ returning to featherweight to defend his crown against Volkanovski. Uh, we got some awesome things on the horizon. Jeff, what are you most excited about? Bill, I'm loving that Mike's Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, I think Volkanovsky is super underrated. I think Max Holloway needs to really, really get his mind right for this fight. And Bill, um, there's a rumor going around that on that same card, we might see a certain women's bantamweight champion defending a belt against Jermaine Durandamy. Um, nothing's in stone yet, but I think that would be a really interesting matchup for Amanda Nunez. Yeah, that that's a that's a fun fight. Um, Amanda Nunez, who, despite local, uh, I mean, um, reports that have been out lately, is not transgender. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, there was some 
some uh, bullshit media media company put out like uh, transgenders are, are ruining sports. I forget the point they were even trying to make, but they, for whatever reason, they grouped Amanda Nunez in. Um, they grouped so Amanda dumb. Nunez in with it, and it, or they just put a picture of her in like yeah. one of the, uh, you know. And I, I, I understand media well enough to know that they're trying to get clicks and trying to get, you know, that's the way they get paid, but. That, yeah, that's, that's a dishonest. B, that's in violating your the rules of journalism, and C, that's fucking stupid. So stop that shit. Yes, stop that shit. I mean, in fairness, outside of MMA on the rocks, a lot of media is dishonest. But you know, we keep it real as fuck here. You know that, Serena. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's why you're such a good friend of the show because you keep it real. That's why we like having you on. And I have we're no really time to dance around and do bullshit. That's I just right. throw hands and watch anime and do and do cool shit with y'all. <laughs> and we like it that way. And uh, we're really excited for your news getting signed with Invicta. We'll be even more excited when we have a date in place and we can start uh, helping you promote that. I want to remind everybody, uh, you know, in case for whatever reason you missed the beginning of this show, that the Southpaw Outlaw is looking for some sponsors to get on her banner and to get on her fight kit and that she can start promoting on her social media at Serena Southpaw, Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, any other announcements or anything else you want to get off your chest, Serena, while we have you? No, I'm good. I'm just not looking forward to this one that's about to happen. But, um, yeah, I'm just staying ready just in case the fight happens. But um, I really love some sponsors who are nice and loyal, can help fund this camp. I mean, I love y'all, and I do really good with promoting, so why not take a little chance, you know? Let's help yeah. make history. I mean, you can't ask for I'm a... the a... first openly diagnosed female fighter in Invicta with autism. I'm the, fir I'm the first one in history. Yeah, which is awesome, and we've always been a big you know big supporters of your story i i think it, it's one of the the best storylines that's organic that you could ask for so if you're a brand out there that's looking to uh you know start promoting within the mma space uh definitely hit up serena or hit up myself and i'll, I'll be happy to make an introduction uh serena thank you for joining us here today on uh, short notice and I, I know you got to go hit the pavement and get those miles in i don't envy you i have to go downstairs and get another beer i know you envy me yeah. uh, <laughs> all this park just like oh fuck ah it's just like ah oh, shit it's yeah it right. doesn't look at fun at all dogs, at least there's little dogs that can like be around help be my jogging partner for a few seconds that passing by <laughs> but this has to be done. I want to stay ready just in case because you never know when a short notice fight or whatever drops in my lap. That's right. And as soon as it does, we'll we'll be happy to get help get the word out. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of Jeff and uh, ask him if the soup's ready, you know, you can get a hold of him at animal underscore Wilson on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget Jeff is on Instagram now. And you guys know how to get a hold of me. It's at MMA on the rocks. Uh, please check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review wherever you happen to be listening. We do the YouTube live thing now. So if you want to join in on the conversation live, uh, we had a couple of comments. I, I didn't have a chance to get to today, but that's all we got for this week. Until next time. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Woohoo!